It's two o'clock in London. It's three o'clock in Vienna. It's nine p.m. in Ho Chi Minh City, and it's eleven p.m. in Kyoto. And we are broadcasting to the whole world right here, right now. It's my job to get the world fit, healthy, and running. But we do things different on my watch. Yes, we're actually going to have a laugh while getting fit. I'm not. Alone, Martin is getting through all your emails. Lily is knocking up another great smoothie, and Numnuts is making the coffees. Okay, shall we do it? Are you ready? On your marks, get set, go! I want your ultimate running tips. You know the email: Darren dot Radio Illumini at Gmail dot com, or you can get in touch via the Radio Illumini Facebook page.
Well, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for tuning in. So today we are taking your emails on your tips on how to become a better runner. This will be the email subject for the next few weeks because there is so much to talk about when it comes to your ultimate running tips. I mean, is there a specific training session that you absolutely swear by? Is there a certain tactic that you always use in park run? Is there a certain shoe? that's been a complete game changer for you what breakfast do you always have before a run so you get the gist it's a bit of a free-for-all darren.radioillumini at gmail.com so were you all glued to your tv sets last saturday night i thought england played really well we just came up a little bit too short in the end should be an absolute cracking final this sunday how is your christmas preparations going i bet everyone has got the decorations up by now we've actually for the first time ever got two trees up yes we've got an artificial green one in the living room and a white one on the landing i haven't even started christmas shopping yet i kind of got this tradition where i meet my mum in ipswich and we go around together and get all her presents and she wraps them up for me i find wrapping presents a real mission i'm just not good at it i think you've kind of got to be a little bit arty farty and that's just not me so i went to see my dad and brother last weekend and because i don't actually live in god's country i tend to pick up on the suffolk dialect so when my dad and brother are in full flow i would challenge anyone outside of suffolk to see if they can understand what they're talking about for example that's a ramen now does anyone know what that means well it means a peculiar old situation or how about how you diddling that means how are you I'll give you two more and then I'll give you my favourite one. Kuda hell? That means, well, I never. And best I get a gun? Which means I think I should leave. But by far and away, my favourite suffix saying has to be not much of a mutcher. Any idea what that means? Well, it basically means someone is no good. So email me in your sayings and phrases that only your area would get. Darren.radioillumini at gmail.com So how come some blokes are really good at fixing things and are great at DIY and fixing cars, etc.? As I've said many times before on my show, I do come up a little short when it comes to being a proper bloke. I mean, when people say cutting in for painting and decorating, what does that even mean? I haven't got a clue. Do you know what? I guess when push comes to shove, even I can put a pit of paint on the wall. But when it comes to papering, well, forget it. I mean, I wouldn't know where to start. Hedge cutting is another one. It doesn't matter how often I attempt it. It just goes wrong. And it's like Hannibal Lecter has been given carte blanche to do whatever he wants. Then you get people start giving you advice. You should start like this or you should start like that. Tell you what, mate, why don't I sit indoors with a hot 
chocolate and let you do it for me. How's that for some advice? I was once dating this girl in Ipswich and on the first date she asked me if I'm any good at putting posts up in the garden. Ha <laughs> ha! Scared the life out of me. Didn't go back for the second date. My brother George stripped down his Land Rover engine and put it back together again. I mean, really? How did he get those skills? If I landed in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, there is no way I would survive. People who have skills would be making fires, building dens. My only hope is trying to make them laugh. They couldn't even get a decent meal out of me. I'm like a walking spare rib. So, proper guys, I want you to email in, tell us your name and where you're from and what your particular skill is. So my fence blew down in the wind about four weeks ago and I kidded myself that I would repair it myself. Oh my God, where do you start? So I found a local company that has fencing supplies, went there explaining the situation and asking for what I thought I needed. Now, if you don't know what you're talking about and if you don't even know the correct terminology for the parts you need, you're going to end up looking like a bit of a numpty. So I'm in the store at the front of the queue and there's all the seasoned tradesmen behind me. So you can see my predicament after lots of hand gesturing on my part, trying to explain what I needed. The assistant obviously ran out of patience because I've never met such a miserable, rude, monotone person in my life. After what seems like an age, it transpired what I needed was an Aris rail. 2.4 or 3 metre, sir. I took a guess and went for the 3 metre. Well, I got home and of course the Aris rail was too long for the gap I was trying to fix. Well, a couple of days later, I was out walking and I saw this guy fixing a fence. So I said, hello there, me old fruit. Can I pick your brains for a couple of minutes? So I told him my predicament with the fence and he saying, well, you can do this and you can do that. And of course, everything he was saying made total sense, but it just went over my head. So I said, look, tell you what, mate, you sound like you know what you're talking about. You better come and do it. So the following weekend, Fence Nick, as I call him, came around, took one look and said, no problem, I can sort that out for you. So he's there cutting off ends, reshaping them with an axe. By the time I've got my tape measure out, looked at a YouTube tutorial and called my therapist, the fence is up, job done. Well, as it turns out, Fence Nick is quite an interesting character and he's into everything and one of the things he's into is butterflies and he actually has his own butterfly farm that he opens up to the public. So I started to do my own research on butterflies and here's what I discovered. Butterflies are cold-blooded and will not fly if temperature is below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brimstone butterfly has the longest lifetime of any adult butterfly and can live 9 to 10 months. 
Britain has 59 resident butterfly species and there are half a dozen or more that visit us regularly from abroad and which breed here in warmer weather. If you want to find out more about butterflies then you can visit the Butterfly Gardens at Middleton Common Farm, Ditchling Common, East Sussex. The postcode is bn 6 8SF. Here are some other bits and pieces that have caught my eye this week. Consumer spending with cash fell by half in a year to only 8% figures revealed yesterday. Its use dwindled as online shopping soared and contactless payments were encouraged to halt COVID spread. The British Retail Consortium said the proportion of cash payments slumped from 15% in 2020 to 8% in 2021. Credit cards accounted for 23% up from 21.7% and debit cards rose from 59% to 67%. Last year, 48.6% of non-food items were bought online. This has slid back to 39.9% so far this year as more people have returned to the high street. Many firms and restaurants have switched to contactless only, sparking concerns about the exclusion of the elderly who find online payments hard and those who do not have a bank account. Separate research from Link found cash's use rose in the last three months as people find it easier to budget using notes and coins. Some small firms are also reverting to cash as they find the fees charged by the likes of Amex, Visa and MasterCard unaffordable. A dog zipped inside a passenger's hand luggage was spotted on an aircraft security scanner. The pet showed up in a backpack with the owner claiming they simply forgot it was there. Aircraft security officials warned others about taking pets on planes. A spokesman said a dog was accidentally sent through the x-ray. When travelling with any animal, notify your airline and know their rules. At the checkpoint, remove your pet from the bag and send all items, including the empty carrier, to be screened in the machine. One local said of the incident at Dane County Airport in Wisconsin, US, most likely they were trying to get past having to pay the carry-on pet fee. A student pub is believed to be the first in the UK to ban Kanye West music over his anti-Semitic remarks. Luthers at Newcastle University will not play the rapper's hits after supplier SubTV removed them from its playlist. SubTV's Alex Ogden said we want our student audience to know that we don't allow our channel to be used as a platform for artists that commit any form of hate speech. Brands such as Adidas have cut ties with the singer over his discriminatory remarks which included praise for Hitler. Beatles fans were flushed with excitement yesterday as John Lennon's toilet went on display in a museum. The porcelain loo with a blue and white floral design was unveiled in front of guests who did not know what the new exhibit was going to be.
The reveal was met with laughs and a comment of it's John's John. It was one of two bought from the 71-acre Tittenhurst Park in Sunning Hill, Berkshire, where Lennon lived with Yoko Ono from 1969 to 1971 and wrote the hit Imagine. After the couple moved to New York, the country estate was bought by Ringo Starr and then by a sheikh who sold its contents in 1989. One toilet bowl was bought for £1,000 by fan Gary Honingball, who has loaned it to the Liverpool Beatles Museum. The other recently sold for £15,000. Museum owner Rogue Best, brother of the band's original drummer Pete Best, said, I think visitors are going to think that's really quirky or are these guys mad? But we like to do things outside the box, so it fits in perfectly. Here are my Beatles top 10. Stool on the hill, let it pee, hey pooed, while my guitar gently wipes, spend a penny lane, I want to hold your hand sanitizer, I saw her standing there, which was unusual for a woman, we can work it out, toilet paperback writer, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Farts Club Band. One in five people admit giving their unwanted presence to someone else, with one in seven confessing they have regifted an item they did not want to the person who gave it to them, according to a survey. And seven in ten have received a gift that was completely wrong for them, the survey found. A third of Brits are planning a booze-free Christmas, a survey say, and almost four in ten aim to welcome in the new year with non- or low-alcohol drinks. 23% aged under 40 now consider themselves teetotal. Another 32% describe themselves as either sober curious or as a moderate drinker. 9 in 10 Brits say it would feel amazing to wake up fresh on Christmas Day, the survey found. Brits are chopping pounds off bills by choosing smaller Christmas trees. Independent seller Clive Collins has seen a sea change in spending habits this year. Instead of plumping for eight to nine foot trees at £100, people are buying six foot trees for £60 at Heath Catsfield Christmas Tree Farm near Battle, East Sussex. Clive, who won a Disabled Entrepreneur Award, added smaller trees also need less tinsel and baubles. The cost of living crisis is real. Rod Struson, 49, who sells 25,000 trees from his farm in Lowth, Lincolnshire, added there was a stampede last weekend, but the public have tightened their belts. Mari Devlin at B&Q, which has 300 stores, added we're seeing more shoppers opt for more cost-effective smaller trees. And garden centres chain Dobby's added many people are considering costs. The British Christmas Tree Growers Association urged people to buy homegrown ones, saying British trees are fresher, so last longer, and there are no import costs. It means the consumer gets better value while supporting the local economy. 
So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear ones The Vibrations to help heal nations. John Lennon and Merry Christmas. War is over. Oh, Lily, what are you doing here? Hi. Lily, your smoothie bit is later. How come you're here already? Are you bored? Yeah. Has Num Nuts made you a coffee? No. 
Well, you like coffee now. Nut Nuts is the coffee boy, so he should have made you a coffee. I'll go and sort him out in a minute. But while you're here, Lily, you might as well help me out. I mean, we've got our little talky bit later on, but you're here. You must be bored. Yeah. Okay, so we've got loads of emails here, because today's show is all about the ultimate running tips. It's a bit of a free-for-all, really. So um, I'm going to read out a couple. Here we go. Eurus, look at Eurus, is emailed in. He says, thanks for the show. I just ran my first full marathon. Wow, would you run a marathon one day? Probably not. <laughs> and completely bonked all. But it was such a fun experience, and I can't wait to do more. Wow, he's keen. Julie from Helsham has emailed in. The pos... Who's Julie? Helsham. Yeah, Helsham. Yes, Julie from Helsham. Julie from Helsham. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I was reading his email. Do you want to read the emails for me, Lily? No. Okay. Shh, be quiet. you got your smoothie bit. I mean, I, okay, one day the show will be yours, okay? But at the moment, okay, let me do my emails, okay? Okay, cool. Let's read Julie's email. Julie has emailed in the positive mindset knowing there are other folks who say this is hard but we can do hard things that's kept me going and I found statistics helped me realize I was middle of the pack when I felt disappointed in my pace keep it up Julie Eddie from Great Yarmouth lots of great advice well he's happy isn't he yeah one of my tips for running especially if you want to get faster is get comfortable with being uncomfortable hard work will pay off do you like hard work lily no do you like doing your homework no fair enough glenn from manchester my top tip is to get a running book to read on your rest day so that you can still be thinking about running while you're not running i guess you could get a book to listen to while you're running as well but my tip is that it helps people who find it hard to not run to at least still feel like they're participating during downtime most inspiring books for me are Born to Run, The Road to Sparta, Running Free, and Today We Die a Little. Thank you so much for your tips. You're welcome, Glenn. Kevin from Brighton. My number one tip is consistency. Great show as always. Jack from Stoke. I'm convinced the UK has about 100 accents for each square mile. Hmm, that's interesting. Trevor from Liverpool. My grandmother could recognise what street you were in from just by listening to you speak a few sentences. What do you think about that, Lily? I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. OK, mind you, she, he goes on to say, that was in the days when people didn't move around a lot and you married the girl from number one and then took up residence at number 18. Close-knit communities, they were. Well, Lily, will you be back a bit later for your smoothie? Yeah. I'm going to play a song now. I might play. What song shall I play? I think I might go for a Christmas song. Will that be exciting? Yeah. Okay, here goes. We'll see you in a bit, Lily. Bye. Bye.
17 and stay another day. Still to come on this station today at 3 o'clock, it's Kevin Turner. Yes, he's at Turner Towers. At 4 o'clock, it's Angela Lapidina. At 5 o'clock, it's Martin V with his classic disco and dance show. At 6 o'clock, it's Lee Everest. He'll get you ready for the weekend. At 7 o'clock, it's the Kersher Deep Radio Show. And at 8 o'clock, it's DJ Luke with his Friday House Mix. So guys, how do you get faster, stronger and more, more efficiently? Well, that is doing strides. I really like to get these done at the end of one of my easy runs every week. What are strides? Running for about 20 seconds at about 95% effort really, really fast and working on that turnover, getting that cadence up nicely and give yourself about 45 second rest after each one. Beginners, you should do four of these, intermediate six and advanced about eight. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, violin, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Call the police and the fireman, I'm too hot. Make a dragon wanna retire, man, I'm too hot. Say my name, you know who I am, I'm too hot. And my band bought that money, break it down. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Girls hit you, hallelujah. Cause Uptown Funk gon' give it to you. Cause Uptown Funk gon' give it to you. Just watch. Just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. 
funk you up, uptown funk you up. I said uptown funk you up, uptown funk you up, uptown funk you up, uptown funk you up. Come on, dance, jump on it. If you suck, sad and flown it. If you freak, dead and own it. Don't break about it, come show me. Come on, dance, jump on it. If you suck, sad and flown it. One of the big keys to running is consistency. If you keep things consistent week to week, you will be making some good improvements. Now, the best way to work on this is to get yourself a training plan or design a plan yourself. A plan will give you a good structure for the week and a good variety as well. What do you say, Num Nuts? I'm free! Lately I've been, I've been losing sleep Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars I'm 
till it burn down this river every time hope is off for let a word make that money watch it burn old but i'm not that old young but i'm not that old and i don't think the world is old i'm just doing what we're told with running is keeping motivated when you're out there and sometimes if you're running the same old route day after day week after week it can get really boring there's nothing to look forward to have a look at something like Strava and their heat map data and they have this in Garmin as well if you go into the mapping section and you can look at all the popularity data around where you live or anywhere in the world if you're on holiday or away on business traveling around and you can plot out some new routes and if you've got a watch that accepts these you can put them on your watch and follow that along It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again With 
Candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be on your own front door A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots Is the wish of Barney and Ben Dawes that'll talk and we'll go for a walk Is the hope of Janice and Jen And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go There's a tree in the Grand Hotel One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring Is the carol that you sing right within your heart It's beginning to look a lot Like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door Sure it's Christmas once more. You're listening to Darren Cochran on Radio Illumini.
Sometimes I feel so insecure And love so distant and obscure Making 
love was just for fun Those days are gone Listening to Darren Cochran on Radio Illumini.
That's it for today, guys. Keep it Radio Illumini, and remember, you've got this.